Hello and welcome to LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Directors of Nursing Services, AADNS. I'm your host, Rebecca, and today, AADNS Curriculum Development Specialist, Alexis Rome, will talk about how nurse leaders can facilitate relationships between staff to encourage teamwork. Welcome, Alexis. Thank you, Rebecca, and hello to everyone joining us today. We're talking about a really tough topic today, but one that we also can't ignore. It's your team's ability to get along with each other. When we ignore these relationships in the workplace, unresolved conflicts often turn into gossip and perpetuate work silos, which in turn take away from the organization's resources to focus on excellent resident care and quality of life. At the same time, the frustration many of you feel about the lack of teamwork is totally justified. It is frustrating. So I'd like to spend the next 20 minutes or so giving you some practical tips and methods to start facilitating better relationships through investigative problem solving and breaking down the silos and clicks that may have been created over time between the shifts. And they're based on these perceptions of people's behavior. I'd also encourage you to listen to episode 001 of this podcast series, which we did on conflict resolution and pursuing the win-win. When you wanna facilitate relationships, you've got to facilitate conflict resolution. And that podcast will help you get started with some concepts we'll be covering in more details in this episode, such as the fundamental attribution error and how we sometimes assume based on behavior that someone has a particular attribute like laziness rather than look into the facts and what's causing their behavior. So let's dive a little deeper and look how the fundamental attribution error can disrupt team harmony and how we can fix it. We're gonna use a situation familiar to almost everyone who has worked in a nursing home. It's that day shift versus night shift. So let's say the day shift CNA tells the DNS that the night shift CNA always leaves a mess for him because she's lazy and out to get him. Now that may be true, and if it is, there is no question that the night shift CNA has no place being a CNA and needs to be terminated. But most of the time, there is a reason for what is happening. This is when you as the nurse leader have to work through your emotions and assumptions as well as theirs. So tip one is to take a deep breath and then say, why would a normal person behave like this? This simple statement can stop assumptions and gives permission for other possibilities. Alexis, how does the nurse leader use the second tip to help the day shift CNA, in our example, see that the night shift CNA isn't out to get him? So this is tip two, and it starts with acknowledging the person's feelings and then getting the facts. When you acknowledge their feelings, you aren't agreeing that what they have said is true, but you are acknowledging what they're feeling. A person's perception is their reality, and arguing or dismissing their feelings right now would only perpetuate their belief. It would probably erode the trust they had in you as well. So instead, the nurse leader could say something like, I hear your frustration. You want to be able to take care of the residents and you're feeling like it's hard to do that because you start your day off on the wrong foot. 
This lets the CNA know that they've been heard and what they're feeling is important to you. Now, you didn't agree that the night shift CNA is dumping on them or out to get them. Follow this by asking for details and weed through the emotions of what they tell you. Remember, the day shift CNA use the word always, always leaves a mess. Ask for more details, such as what days did they come in and find things that concerned them? Then ask for details about what they found. Finally, recap what you've learned, and it could sound something like, so what you found is three times in the last two weeks, four residents were wet when you started your shift. Did you find out if she, the night shift CNA, had a bad shift or if there was something else going on that caused her to get behind? And they probably didn't have that conversation. And if they did, it was probably in an adversarial way instead of a teamwork discussion. Okay, Alexis. So the trick I'm seeing is to be understanding, but also to be investigative. There must be more to that initial story than you are being told. Is that right? That's exactly right, Rebecca, which is why you're also going to repeat step two when you have a discussion with the night shift CNA. In this example, you might investigate what happened during the night shift before you approach the night shift CNA. Uh, look at the 24-hour report, for example. You might see that there were sick residents, a resident who was dying, a resident who had a fall, a resident who couldn't sleep and was having a really rough night. Whatever the case, these are situational factors that would explain the level of performance. A quick story. A few years ago, I was covering for a DNS who needed a break because she'd worked over two weeks in a row without a day off, and she'd also covered multiple shifts, pulling really long hours, uh, not to mention all the calls she got even when she wasn't at work. She really needed a break. So I started the morning covering for her. By the afternoon, I was the CMT, and by the evening shift, I was the CNA. I worked through the night with a skeleton crew as the CNA, and I can tell you I did not perform at the level I teach or expect. A CNA arrived the next morning and complained because they found trash I hadn't taken out and linen carts that weren't stocked. In fact, I was still trying to change people about 45 minutes after my shift ended. And what I was hearing was, uh, this new aid they found didn't do this and didn't do that. Well, I couldn't let that stand. And I explained I was the corporate nurse who had worked over 24 hours with a skeleton crew. And perhaps if they were a little kinder and took time to help new CNAs instead of run them off, they would have had a stocked linen cart and trash taken out. Now, admittedly, I could have handled the conversation much more productively, and I regret I didn't. But the point is people are tired in healthcare mentally and physically, and it's very easy to let emotions get the best of us instead of considering the situational factors. As the nurse leader, when you approach this night shift CNA in our example, don't forget to ask yourself why a normal person would behave this way and be open to a number of possibilities. Most of us don't wake up and say, I can't wait to do a bad job and hurt residents. Get the details and assume the best if you're going to assume anything. That's definitely important to keep in mind. Thanks, Alexis. Listeners, please stay tuned while we take a quick commercial break. Providing ongoing access to training has been proven to improve staff engagement, 
satisfaction, and retention. Both AADNS and its sister association, ANAC, offer affordable staff education options, such as recorded webinars and virtual workshops. To learn more, visit www.anac.org or www.aadns-ltc.org. Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion with Alexis Rome about how to approach conflict and work to establish better teamwork among your staff. Okay, Alexis. So going into this conversation with the night shift CNA, we know we have to be understanding, but how do we get the facts? Great question, Rebecca. First, present the facts as you know them. It could sound something like, I see that night shift was very busy last night compared to usual. Tell me about it. This opens up conversation and you can start getting more details from their perspective. But let's not make this example easy. Let's say the night shift wasn't any busier than usual. You might start off the conversation with something else instead like, looks like night shift went pretty smoothly last night. Is that right? As you discuss the shift, ask if they have trouble in the early morning hours preparing to hand off responsibilities or if there is something they think could be done differently. As you're talking, you can begin to ask about the situation the day shift CNA brought to your attention, but not in a blaming way. It might sound something like, there was a concern about a few residents being very wet on a few occasions. Can you tell me more about why they were wet? As you work through the situation, you may discover any number of things. It could be anything from poor time management, a resident's preference is not to be disturbed in the morning, a charge nurse giving other directions, and the list of possibilities goes on and on. You'll use this information to remind each CNA of their common goal. So the CNA should have a common goal. Alexis, can you talk more about that? Yeah, all of the CNAs are there for one common goal, and that is to care for residents. Uh, but it can't be said as some empty platitude. It has to be tangible to the people you're talking to. And this brings us to the third tip, which is share the common goal, but in a way that demonstrates the tangible relationship they have to each other. Depending upon the situation, you might bring the CNAs together and say something like, both of you wanna do an excellent job caring for your residents. There are some issues that have come up on nights that have made it difficult for the night shift CNA to do that. And because of that, it has made it difficult for the day shift CNA to start the shift on the right foot. Again, depending upon the situation, it may be very helpful to review some of the issues that have occurred on the night shift so that the day shift CNA gets new information. Uh, explain what happened over the night shift, such as a resident's preference to sleep undisturbed prevented them from being changed or other residents' needs such as a fall or sickness in the early morning hours impacted the night shift CNA's normal workflow. From this point, you can start facilitating problem solving. You can prompt problem solving by asking questions, and it could sound something like this. Knowing both of you wanna take really excellent care of residents, what can we do when the night shift CNA has to help a resident who is sick in the early morning hours and isn't able to do other things because of it. If they don't say anything at first, just wait. You don't need to solve every problem. You need to lead and let them work as a team to problem solve. 
remind them of the shared goal and go back to the issue if they start to get personal. So in summary, tip one, take a deep breath and then ask, why would a normal person behave like this? Tip two, acknowledge the person's feelings, but also get the facts. And finally, tip three, share the common goal, but in a way that demonstrates the tangible relationships they have to each other. Thank you, Alexis. This information is very helpful for staff conflicts in the workplace and getting through those issues. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't hesitate to hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode. For more resources and tools for staff solutions, visit our website at www.aadns-ltc.org. 